0: Welcome to another special edition episode of Stick a Fork in It. Um, We're continuing to check in on people in the community safely through social distancing. Um, My name is Ev Malcolm. I'm the engineer for the show. And I'm here with our hosts, Shannon Hannon-Olivero and Matthew Spence. And our special guest today is Jen Tran, who is the uh, Vice President of HR and Organizational Engagement for The Rays. How are you doing today, Jen?
1: very good very good thank
0: you good. thank you for thank uh joining us on the show today
1: you're very welcome <laughs> i would be remiss if i didn't mention also the rowdies so raise and that's, rowdy
0: yes that's yeah. right that's right we don't want to leave them out <laughs> yes
1: yes yeah.
0: so
2: how are you doing jen we are you know we're social distancing it's been for most of us it's been a couple of weeks so we'd like to start off the show by asking about how you're doing Personally, we want to get to know you um, and what you want to share about your family, how you're doing. Uh, We've all been working from home, I think, for a while, which uh, we've got some new backgrounds here we learned how to play with. So (laughs) clearly, we're doing all right.
3: (laughs) I'm still in my office. (laughs) Nice.
1: I like it. It's great. Um, so personally, I'm hanging in there as I think most of us are here, uh, most Americans, just yeah. trying to keep our heads above water every day. Um, I do uh, I have three rescue dogs, so they keep me lots of company, so it's just the four of us. Um, and I think they're really kind of just in shock that I'm home every day now. <laughs> so but they love it. they love it. they can't get enough of it, and they're they've been pretty good. so. Um, but just, uh, from a a work standpoint, just, um, just trying to make sure that we stay engaged with our staff, um, as much as possible. So we, uh, actually, um, started on the, March 12th, we sent the majority of our staff home to start working from home, um, with just a few, uh, members, mostly of our leadership team staying behind and continuing to work in the office. Um, and then over the weekend, as things developed in the news, um, our team presidents and our owner really felt compelled to start to have our staff work from home, all of us, uh, no one to go in the office anymore. Um, and really felt that we as an organization needed to make an impact, um, on, um, really lessening the number of people who are out, you know, and, um really making sure that we're protecti- uh, protecting our staff and their health and well-being um, and flattening that curve, which we keep hearing. But, you know, we heard it back then and it was all new terminology to us, um, but it did make a lot of sense. And so we've all been hunkered down and working from home since then. Um, so just really trying to keep that engagement up. Uh, we Our culture is one of uh, a very fun and vibrant uh, group of very bright individuals, and so we need to keep them stimulated as much as possible, and, and continue with our culture.
2: So that's what we're trying to focus on right now. Is there One something you're doing that uh, uh, for your people that you, like you had mentioned that uh, you guys had? What you're wearing today? Is there something for meetings that you're doing? Are there some tips that you have for people that you guys are engaging with your with your uh, employees? Is there some tips that you have for people that are listening or watching?
1: We are throwing everything against the wall quite literally. Um we have so uh every day uh we have a meeting with our department so it's the employee and community engagement department so it's HR and community. And so we have a meeting with them every day. And so today we all decided to just get dressed up and have fun. So today I wore scrubs in honor of all of our healthcare workers. Um I do not have a healthcare background, but <laughs> I thought it was appropriate. It was raised branded, so Um, I wore that and then a bunch of our staff, you know, we had some dress up in, you know, Christmas attire and some were dressed like they were at the beach because that's where they would love to be right now. So we're trying to keep things fresh and new. Um, So one of the other things we're doing from an HR standpoint. (laughs) There
0: you go. Just just now. There you go.
1: We're
0: at the beach.
1: (laughs) From an HR standpoint, um, quite literally every day we're crafting an all-users email that goes to all 600 of our uh, registered users in terms of our employees. Um, that's engaging. It's got wellness tips in it. It's got fun videos in it that are just popping up over social, like the one that that had that Budweiser did the other day, like you know with all the sports teams, which is really you know pretty uh, inspirational. Um, there's all sorts of tips in there and we're trying to get engagement back from them. So initially out the gate, we were like, Hey, send us pictures of your new coworkers, whether they're four legged or two legged. And so we got lots of pictures of kids and dogs and cats and fish and you name it, we got them. And so, um, we're getting a lot of those, um, that sort of engagement, um, and then we created a collage with all those pictures of the new co-workers and then we sent it out to everybody so they could see. So it's, you know, it's, it's very much a back and forth. And so we're trying to keep that engagement up. We've done happy hours and yappy hours with dogs. And, <laughs> um, and we've really charged our leaders to really, um, you know, try to, to further that engagement. Um, but the latest thing that's been going on is departmental doppelgangers. So we have an image of our staff member and then their doppelganger. And then some, you know, fun little facts about each person. So for the most part, they're a bunch of actors, but I saw a rendition come through today that was all like Disney characters, doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's cheesy, but it's, it's very much uh, who we are as an organization. We, We like to have fun and we like to make sure that it, that we keep it light. And so, especially right now during this time, it's important
2: to try to, Keep it light. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So those yeah, are a lot of great ideas really, that
2: I think listeners will, you know, maybe implement in their own world. Those those are great ideas. I love them.
3: It's really great to hear you talking about how you're lifting the spirits of your team, um, and I think that's a perfect transition because one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today is you really lifted our spirits in the last week. Um, your team came forward with a, a huge uh, contribution to our work. You really gave us. Um, you know the lift that we needed as things start to get really challenging uh, you donated a million meals with a challenge to donate three million more mm-hmm. and we just can't even begin to say how grateful we are to to you for believing in us for our work um, and being a partner you've always been in good times and bad so uh, we just want to make sure we get that out front and say thank you to you
2: yes. Yes, we couldn't do it without you and we also want people to know that you guys have been there before before the, the health uh, crisis that's going on today with mobile pantries and uh, our schools and you've really been there with us and now in this time of crisis you've really stepped it up and yesterday was a really magical day when that information uh, came across the board to all of us and our team and to the community and just thank you. It's amazing. Well, when we got
1: together and really thought about where, you know, where the money is needed the most uh, feeding Tampa Bay was top of the list. Um, We have fallen in love with you all over these many years that we've had a relationship with you. And I don't want to get emotional, even though that might make for good TV um, or good, good podcast. um, But we really do believe in all that you do. And we know that you are experts in this space and we have a, a, an amazing amount of trust in your capabilities. And whenever we've needed you, um, you've always been there. And I don't mean us, like feeding our staff, but whenever we've had a community partner who could really use a food pantry set up or have that connection to a food pantry, uh, we've reached out to you and you always were able to answer the call. And so you know, that just further, you know, further justifies why we felt the money should come to Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, That's a large donation for us. And, and I mean that sincerely. I mean, you know, you always hear, you know, we're, we are a major league baseball team, but we do have limited resources. And so for us to make that level of commitment was a big decision, but we knew it was the right decision. And uh, we will continue to support you all however we can, Um, we have done this, um, or had a relationship with you all since 2011 and, um, and I hope I'm not skipping ahead, but, um, you know, we, uh, we've done everything from coming to the warehouse and volunteering. I've personally volunteered at Trinity cafe, which I believe 1000% in your mission as it relates to, to that, that particular part of your group. Um, and, uh, you know, we have. We have so many ways that we've we've um, interacted with you all and, and spent time with you guys and really gotten to know you. And Thomas, I can't say enough about, but you know, you spend 30 seconds with him and you're convinced of exactly exactly where your support needs to go. Um, so, uh, and I know you shared with us, it was like between 600 and 700,000 individuals who are food insecure in the, I think you guys use 10 county uh, region. Yeah. Um, we use nine county whenever we're talking, so I'm always like trying to remember which one it is. But, um, so this issue that's happening right now with COVID is going to exacerbate this to levels that I, I think we, we can't even imagine. And so, the food insecurity piece is going to be critical to you know solving that issue now and for the foreseeable future for however long this lasts, and then the, the rippling effect after that.
3: Well, I think. You know, we so appreciate your vote of confidence in us, but I want to reiterate what a huge commitment you made because I think it's something that can't be lost, that you guys took an unprecedented step with what you chose to do with your foundation, that you realize more than anybody else in this time that this is a unique circumstance. This is something that is universal. You know, when it's a hurricane, We have help pouring in from other states, from other countries, from all over the place. But because this hits everyone, it's such a unique challenge to our community. I just have to say that you guys really get it. And you stepped up in a way that's so powerful. And, you know, we're using the phrase now more than ever, and you guys really get that. And and we just, again, I don't know what else to say, but thank you.
1: You're very welcome. I mean, unprecedented times, right? Call for unprecedented measures. And this is where we're at. And um, we just hope that we can make an even larger impact with the match. And uh, we we received a call from one of our corporate partners today that wants to also help. Uh, and so we have a call scheduled with Thomas this afternoon. Uh, we haven't told him anything. We like to keep him in suspense. And it's really not my place to say it. So Um, So hopefully, you know that uh, you know more, more uh, donations are to come. (laughs) Good things are to come.
2: Good. Good.
3: Well, and I'm sure by Tuesday it will be all over the place, and everyone will know. So we'll be as excited and surprised as everyone else when it comes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very good. So, Shannon mentioned earlier that you guys have been partners of ours for a long, long time, and you talked about some of the things we've done together. But I want to go back and and really dig into that a little bit because you as an organization have just been fantastic partners in the community, not just with Feeding Tampa Bay, but for all sorts of different organizations. You know, just a a couple months ago, we were taking a tour of the Campbell Park Resource Center and talking about all the ways that we could build support for the community right there in the shadow of the drop. And uh, I'd love if you just shared a little bit about kind of your your journey with with that project and with school pantries and, and and anything else you see where where we've played such a nice role together as partners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Campbell Park Elementary is as literally I always say it's a stone's throw from the trough, except you'd have to throw it over <laughs> uh, over one seventy five, <laughs> but it's still a stone's throw. Um, but we've really. Uh, I always say we've adopted that school. We've done so much uh, with Campbell Park, um, from Big Brothers Big Sisters mentoring um, to uh, we even had, which not many people know about, we even had an after-school tutoring program for a little while for the kids at Campbell Park before the uh, the school system got funding for it. So we had a lot of our staff trying to teach Common Core math, and it was pretty hysterical because I didn't. <laughs> I certainly didn't understand it. So, um, so we've adopted them. We've really taken them under our, uh, under our wing. Um, we've uh, done a great deal of stuff there in terms of with um, some field days we've had there with the kids. We have pizza parties. So, I mean, if you reach out to Campbell Park, I'm sure they would sort of uh, reaffirm what I'm saying. But. Um, Having the school pantry we realized there's such a huge need for that and then having this Campbell Park Resource Center Which I believe is in partnership with the United Way is huge. I mean, it's not just for Campbell Park It's for the community at large and it's so necessary I mean without if these kids don't have the sustenance they need to get up in the morning go to school have a meal in their bellies they're not gonna be able to learn as much as they need to. And we know that that's critical. And so then that even includes, you know, on the weekends, them having food. Um, so it's it's very important for us to be a part of that and to make sure that we continue to support that. In addition to, um, once again, I hope I'm not, not, not skipping ahead, but the mobile, uh, the mobile market, the mobile pantries, mm-hmm. um, we actually got to participate in the one at the PSCA site and we all left there like in tears, like just this is one thousand percent what we need to do. Um, so we're very much looking forward to that rollout, which I think is happening. I think in August, but mm-hmm. <laughs> don't quote me on that. But I think it's it's yeah. it's, it's going to be happening here soon. But and the method yeah, in I'm which not- we all do it, um, you that you distribute food is in such a dignified way, and that is so important too about to get about to cry again and i'm not going to but um you know that you allow folks to to pick out what they want they're not just randomly getting a box of lima beans and stuff that you might not necessarily want and i say lima beans because i don't really like them very much um some people might but um you know they're able to select what they want and that's that fresh produce and that's the meat that they would like to to cook and prepare for that night or that that meal and so it's that dignified approach, I think, is so great. And I think it separates you from a lot of hunger relief organizations and that you really want people to to be able to maintain that. And that's that's wonderful. So I applaud, I applaud you for that because it's got to be challenging, I'm sure.
3: Thank you for that. You know, it's it's actually so much better to do it that way. It's so much easier, actually, in all honesty, really? because it's a dignified exchange. They feel as valued as we feel in the conversation. And, and when someone feels valued and appreciated, you know, it just totally transforms that relationship. And so I think we gain as much from it as those we serve. Uh, You know, Shannon can talk a little bit about uh, some of the experiences she's had over the last week, but we have been out all over the community in the last couple of weeks, finding new ways to get food to folks who never thought they'd be in a place where they'd need us. Yeah. And having that ethos and that practice of treating everyone with dignity makes it possible to serve someone who never expected to be in need right. in a way that makes them okay with asking for help.
2: Right. We've actually, you know, I've, I love that shopping experience that I've been to the PSTA pantries and really, quite honestly, all of our uh, experiences, but we've had to alter our model for safety reasons. Of course, mm-hmm. we're you know handing boxes of food and uh, bags and uh, prepared meals from Trinity Cafe, giving them out to seniors, and you know it's for safety reasons. And we'll get back to the way that we've um, are known for serving in that dignified way. But because it's for safety, it's still dignified to them, and they're Absolutely. just they're so grateful. And um, you know now it's my turn to cry. I'm the crier around here, so. <laughs> if, um, you know, to have uh, people drive up in a car that—that um, that, uh, you know, an expensive car. I don't need to know need to name what kind. And, and they come up, and you come up to their window to give them comfort because there's a, like an embarrassment yes. to them, and just to talk to them, uh, see the relief and peace come over because you're able to give them peace, help them understand this is okay. We're here for you. We're going to be here for you. Go to our website, feedingtampabay.org, hit find food, find where you need us at any time. We're here for you. Our entire community is here for you. And I've got to tell you when they hear in the media that an organization like the Rays and the Rowdies are behind us, it also takes that comfort level to the next level because it's like everyone who stands with Feeding Tampa Bay is behind them. Mm-hmm. So if you have that fear that you're uncomfortable about it, you shouldn't be because everybody's behind it. We all know that everyone needs food. So for those people that are insecure about it, you know we're walking in through it, we're all holding their hands through it because we all need it. We've gotta find a way to get it to them. So it's really um, a horrible way to say it, but it's a magical experience to be able to walk someone through that path and let them know that it's all right. We're all in this together and we're gonna to make it happen.
1: So yeah.
3: saying,
2: yeah. a thousand and, and having to make those
1: adjustments with spatially, right, for, mm-hmm. for safety reasons, it pains me to hear that you guys are out and I can't be out there alongside you. I wish I could be um, volunteering. It's 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 I'm not going to say killing me, but it's it's frustrating me because I want to I, I will absolutely volunteerism is, is part of my being. And to not be able to do that right now is is difficult. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. So. If there's anything you need me to do, data entry, pick up the phone and call people, I'm there. I'm your girl. So
2: let me know. Well, you're, you're doing quite a bit right now.
1: <laughs> hey, there's 24 yeah, he- hours in the day.
3: <laughs> My
1: bedroom is just three feet from here. So work, and then I'll just crawl into bed, which is what I've been doing.
2: <laughs> Us too, actually. <laughs> I bet.
3: I bet. I- I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Jen, because one of the things that you touched on uh, that we end up. These conversations always come back to food. You know, you mentioned that lima beans aren't really your thing. Um, I don't know anybody who they really are their thing, but well, that's
2: a little <laughs> um,
3: We'll dig into that later, Shannon. But um, you know, one of the things that we love to talk about here is how food brings people together, and I, you know, the experience of giving somebody a meal when they're worried about putting food on their table for their family. It's just, you know, you've been there, you've done it with us side by side. Uh, But I want to shift gears a little bit and and have a more fun conversation around ballpark food. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of my favorites, and I bet you have some opinions here. Yes. Uh, So I am a, you know, I've been a a raised fan since day one. I grew up in the area, um, and I was so excited when Outback came on board at the Trop that I could sit there and eat a bloom and Onion and watch the race, that was amazing. So that's one of my favorite ballpark food experiences. Yeah. What about you?
1: So I'm a vegetarian, and um, I came across something called the Impossible Burger. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. That's yeah. I, mm-hmm. And became pretty obsessed with it to the point where I, you know, we had a new uh, concessionaire's partner come in two years ago, and, I kept like, hey, have you heard about the Impossible? Have you heard about the Impossible? Have you heard about the Impossible? To the point where Impossible Foods sent me a tote bag and a bunch of stickers because I was fanatical about it. Um, so that is my favorite item at the ballpark. Not to mention French fries and all of the the yummy things. Like, like a blue onion would be great. But yeah, that's my that's my my go to favorite, and I'm pretty annoying about it. But um, but I've really <laughs> I've really turned a lot of people onto to it because it's, it's vegan and it's, I wouldn't exactly say it's healthy for you. Um, it has just as much fat as a, a beef burger would, but if you don't eat meat, then it's a, it's a good option and it, it tastes. Have any of you had it?
2: Yeah, I have. No. Yep. It's it, good.
1: Matt, Matt, Very it good. tastes just like a burger. I swear to you. And <laughs> I don't mean like, you're not gonna be surprised by like some random black beans and rice coming out of it. It's legit <laughs> like, Texture, flavor, even the coloring, they've put beets in it so it like bleeds red. It's I'm telling you, it's it's on point. It's on point. So that's my favorite. Yeah.
3: Right, well, I might have to cave in and try one.
2: You no, know, they're really good. They're yeah.
1: really
3: good.
2: Yeah. So so my I'm I'm old school. I like the peanuts in a beer. Hmm. That's good. I just like the peanut, you know, just to sit there with peanuts in the beer. That's awesome. Yeah. What about
0: you, Ev? I've got to say hot dogs. Classic, you know, Ballpark Frank action all the way. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Delicious. I haven't always been a vegetarian, so those sensors in my mouth still happen when I talk about meat. So. A
0: little a little sal- salivation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always say, like, yeah. if somebody cooks a pound of maple bacon in front of me, I might just, I, it might be over for the
2: vegetarian. <laughs>
3: <laughs> my Achilles' about The bacon mac and cheese I made last
2: night. Oh <sighs> <sighs> For me. <laughs> so, so Jen, kind of swerving a little bit, so talking about the food, and you are a ve- vegetarian, what is, like at home, what is your favorite meal to prepare? So
1: I am half Italian and half Irish, and I would say I cook mostly with my Italian side. Um, I also really believe that, like for me, I show my love through food. I love, love, love to cook. It's It's the only hobby I have, honestly. Um, and I love to cook. So I love to cook anything Italian. Like I ordered my whole foods delivery because I can't go out to the store. So my whole foods delivery, I was going to make eggplant Parmesan and I'm making it for one, (laughs) but I'm going to make it. And earlier this week I made, um, a big, uh, crock pot full of uh, vegetable curry and it was so good. And I brought some over to my neighbors. And so I just, I love to cook and I love to feed people like, and I love to like watch the reaction. Um, it, there's probably something wrong with me, but I really do enjoy watching people eat food that I prepare or something that I tell them that is like really good and they should try. Like, oh, you have to try this. Like I'm annoyed. Taste this, taste this, taste this. Like that's how I am. So <laughs>
3: That's
2: great.
3: So I have a I have a baseball food story I'm gonna share with you because I think you'll appreciate it. We're recording this uh, on a Friday during lunch. Uh, I happen to be Catholic, and so for me that means no hot oh, dogs, no hamburgers, um, no pork products. I can eat a possible burger, apparently. So yes. that might be my that, that's my way around it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Alline Stadium, mm-hmm. where our Rowdies play now, uh, one of my all-time favorite places to go see a game, and I was home. I don't remember the exact year, but it was home for spring training. And my dad and I went to a ball game. And we loved going to baseball together. He had season tickets to the Rays uh, for the first probably decade, I think, that you were around. And uh, and we go to a spring training game in Outland. We're sitting in the upper deck just hanging out, eating peanuts. And I was like, you know what I really want right now is a hot dog. And because we're outside in the ballpark, was great. And I go down and I go grab a couple of hot dogs and I come back up and I hand it to my dad and I'm about to start and I realize it's Friday and it's Lent. Oh, no. Oh. And it might be the, like, biggest temptation moment of my life. I'm sitting there going, is anybody really going to know But I'm going to know? So, my dad's not Catholic. I handed it to my dad, and he got to eat two hot yeah. dogs. You missed out. Good. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm not really up. up on my Catholicism, but, like, can't you also just ask for forgiveness if you eat it? See, that's I what
3: can, I'm yeah. and That was, trust me, no, that no option. No judgment.
1: Later. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs>
3: You're doing it on purpose, though. It's a little different.
1: <laughs> got it. That's fair. You
3: got it
2: see i'm not catholic either and i'm i don't get it but okay i respected your choices the sacrifice
0: i commend your willpower
2: yeah right? on yeah that.
0: i i think i have more regrets about that
3: moment than i do appreciation for it
2: <laughs> yeah because how long ago was that you're telling the story
3: it was a long time ago <laughs> <It> <laughs> him for
2: life exactly yes, like, it burned in his memory yeah
3: <laughs> You know, I, The other reason I was thinking about Al Lang is because one of the first effects of the the coronavirus curse the issue for us um, is I have three boys and my youngest is uh, he's now eight. His birthday was the 21st and we were all scheduled to go to a Rowdies game at Al Lang. We had tickets for his friends. We had everybody all set up and then the season got canceled and a, you know, there's a, there's tough, and then there's explaining to an eight-year-old that he can't have his birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that's little in, in the big picture of things, but, uh, we'll, you know. We'll make, I,
1: we'll make it up to him. As soon as we get back to playing, we'll
3: make <laughs> it up <laughs> but, but
2: it's, it's
3: when, when you're eight. You're, yeah. Aww, yeah, he right. bounces back pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, So with that, do we, do you guys, how are all the players doing in this downtime? Do you connect with them? And are they part of this connection thing as well? And their families, like, how's everybody doing? Yeah, so
1: um, the players are staying connected, you know, obviously amongst themselves as teams, you know, the Rays and the Rowdies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, we, you know, we do have communication channels with them. So like when we launched, launched the Feeding Tampa Bay campaign, we mm-hmm. made sure that they were all aware of it. Um, And uh, we have a really strong group of of Ray's wives and Rowdy's wives that want to participate in the community. Um, So we reached out to them as well. I mean, they, you know, they have big social media platforms. So we asked them to share it and asked them if they would like to contribute to the campaign. And we know that a number of players have and we appreciate that. Um, But as far as what they're doing right now in this downtime is they're just really trying to keep conditioned yeah, just because we don't know when we're going to start playing again, and like someone's going to flip that switch, and then things are going to go back to normal, which we're all hoping for sooner right. rather than later, um, but that they're ready to start playing. So, um, so that's what they're really focusing on and spending time with their families, as are all of us. And uh, that's that's pretty much pretty much it. Great.
2: Right. It has to be tough, I, I would imagine. Um, Matt could speak more to this because I, 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 well, not obviously, but I wasn't an athlete. But um, they've just, this is something that they've done, uh, most of them, soccer and baseball, their entire lives from being children. And now all of a sudden, you're they're used to a season that yeah. has happened their entire lives from when they were little. And now all of a sudden, it's like the brakes are, are thrown on for them. And it's, it's um, that's got to be a different challenge that maybe people don't think about. Yeah. Um extra time with your family is great. And, uh, but it's just like many of us, it's just like a life altering thing. And it's something to be considered. I mean, their life has something from childhood. It's not just, uh, you know, your job has been waylaid. This is like your lifestyle as well.
3: Exactly. Especially baseball players. I think, you know, there's a, there's a rhythm and a, and a feel to, 162 games and 30 spring training games and the day in and day out of it. I think that's why it connects so deeply with people because it's there every day. And as, as players, you know, they really get into this expectation of this is what I'm going to do day in and day out. And this is how I keep my body right. And this is how I, you know, this is what I eat when I eat, like Wade Boggs chicken every single day, you know, and, and all those little funny stories where people have their favorites and, uh i i just have to imagine that the rhythm is the challenging thing cuz there's just no way to keep a, a regular rhythm right now there's no way to keep a routine that that you practiced for years and years and years cuz they can't even come into the facilities if i remember right. right
1: yeah no one's no one's allowed into, into our, mm-hmm. our facilities and then we shut down spring training early so that, you know they were there to, they were able to stay there for a few days but we had to shut that down too so yeah you're right and I think you know they're struggling, obviously, as as our all of us, right? We're trying to just get into a rhythm, you know. I I keep telling um, our staff, or I've, I've told a couple of them, you know, because we just want to make sure from a mental health standpoint, we're continually checking in with them. Um, we have a lot of interns who move to Florida for an internship, and you know, we're we're continuing to pay them, which is fabulous. But some of them might you know might be in apartments all by themselves right now, you know, no 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 friends. Um, Or they can't interact with people right now, so we're just making sure that we, you know, have our finger on the pulse of trying to have the pulse on on the pulse of everybody when we can. Um, But you know, this past week on our leadership call, I actually, if you if you knew me, I'm very much like an open book. I I probably need a filter or two, but I I don't really have one. But I shared on our leadership call that I was really struggling coming into this week. you know the first week for me was like oh well, this is kind of like a vacation like I'm working but I'm home and I don't have to drive anywhere it's great and then the second week was like okay I'm getting into a rhythm I come out to my dining room table it's my new my new desk I get set up get going okay this is good house is clean it's great and then coming into the third week it was like Oh God, this is like our reality for the foreseeable future. And it really hit me. It hit me Sunday night and then into Monday and it was, it was tough. And I shared that with all of our, you know, all of our leadership team. And, um, and I was actually thanked for having done that because I think, you know, it's a lot of times we don't talk about stuff like that, but it's mm-hmm. they're real things that either, either we're experiencing now, we have experienced or we're going to experience, but you know, it's just part of the process so. Um, I just think that's, you know, it's so important to make sure that we try to get comfortable within our confines of, of this, this situation as much as we can. So,
3: yeah, Jen, I really commend you for being open about that because it's so important. We've been really concerned about that at Feeding Tampa Bay for our team, because, you know, with all of the changes that are going on, our team had to put the pedal down and we're (laughs) working harder than ever. And. You know, we have crazy family situations and we lost, you know, people have lost their childcare and people have have spouses who have lost jobs. And, you know, in the midst of all that, we're doing twice as much. And I think for everybody, regardless of what your situation is, it's just really important to know that you can speak up and that everybody's going to have those down times and that there are resources out there. I know you guys partner with Directions for Living. Uh, in Pinellas County, that's a mental health organization that can, that's there for people. In in Hillsboro, you have Grace Point. There's, there's a resource out there for folks. And I, I just think having a community leader like yourself be open and willing to admit that we have down days yeah. is so important. It, it makes a huge difference. That's a great example.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I certainly, you know, obviously wasn't shooting for that, but it's just, like I said, <laughs> I'm a little too honest most of the time, but I think it's what, I think it's what makes us all real and, you know, and able to share openly and and talk about things that sometimes are uncomfortable. So, um, you know, and I just wanted, I want our staff who majority of which are a lot younger than I am to know that it's okay to, to have the blues and to feel down and, and, you know, and make sure that it doesn't last too long and that we're kind of trying to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off. And we're encouraging like, Get out and go for a walk. I mean, the weather has been beautiful. I mean, it's like, it's insane how nice it's been. Um, so, you know, take advantage of that while continuing social distance, you know. It's funny because I'll, I'll go out for a run and I'm like on the opposite side of the road. And if someone's on my side, I switch to the other side of the road. And
3: Yeah. Um, but, but I'm, also, puppy I'm always mean?
1: also very friendly. I'm always like, good morning. people are like, what's the matter with her? <laughs> Well, I got
3: safe. a puppy in the middle of all of this, and it's been so hard for people who want—they want to come see and pet my puppy while I'm giving them, you know, while I'm taking him on a walk. And it's like, how far is the is the leash sixteen? Can I come over? And can yeah. I pet the puppy? Is it, it going to do anything? Need a you know, very long just, retractable leash, just like hey, you exactly go over there. <laughs> oh <doing.
1: laughs> yeah,
3: my
2: so, so, socialize that puppy. Yeah, for me, it's typically I'm the I'm a hugger, and so we're going out, and it's like you know, with my gloves on and yeah, that's been my struggle. My challenge is not to be as friendly as I typically am, but we'll get back to it. That's the, somebody that, yeah, the elbow <laughs> chicken wing.
3: <laughs> well, Jim, we just really, really appreciate your time. And mm-hmm. it goes without saying, what we want to say that your leadership in this community is, so valued and, and the fact that the Rays stepped up like they did, the Rays and the Rowdies together, it, it just sends such an important message that we care for one another as neighbors. And you guys have really stepped into that as leaders and, and set a great example. So just, you know, I know we said it earlier, I'm gonna say it again and, and we'll continue to say it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And, and I say this all the time to Thomas, but thank you guys for everything that you do for our community. I mean, if, if you didn't exist, Just think of how much you know worse things could possibly be and we don't want to imagine that but without you all uh, stepping up to the plate you know this community would have a great loss um, larger than what it's already experiencing and we are so fortunate to have you and your expertise I mean you guys are amazing with everything you touch it turns to gold or it turns to knows what it turns to food,
3: <laughs> food.
1: So, uh, but thank you again and once again you absolutely have our support however we can help out um just let us know we're there for you guys and keep doing what you do thank
2: you we look forward to seeing you soon in person
0: All right, guys, um, we're going to do a quick, um, you know, version of What the Food Bank, which is, you know, where we usually check in with our hosts afterwards and just kind of recap the episode. And mostly today, we just want to make sure that you guys know where to go, um, ways that you can find food and ways that um, you can help our cause and stand with FTB as well. Um, so, Matt, you know, if we want to go to you first and just how can people find our resources right now during this crisis?
3: Yeah, this so one's simple as we have... Uh continuous updates going on on our website. Things are changing rapidly. We're doing more and more distributions of groceries. We're getting cooked meals out there from Trinity Cafe and from restaurant partners, and we're delivering them all across our 10 counties. So, you know, the only way to make sure you know what's going on and where to find food is to go to feedingtampabay.org and click on that find food button and it will have the most up-to-date information.
0: Yeah. And uh, and obviously, you know, Jen Tran from The Rays and Rowdies was telling us that um, in addition to their generous donation, um, they are also offering to match donations from people in the community. So, um, Shannon, do you know how people can find that link and, and where they can go to help donate to that cause?
2: Again, that link is at feedingtampabay.org and we just encourage everyone to go to our website. It's really easy to navigate. It's updated every single day by our team and you can find exactly what you need and where to go, Um, especially when it comes to that finding food or donating. Our numbers are up by 40%. Um, As most people know, we cover 10 counties, in those 10 counties, traditionally, we are responsible for about 600,000 food insecure neighbors, and now 40%. More some people who never imagined needing uh, help with food before. So, we need those donations as well. And every donation matters and counts. Um, we can a source food for um, amounts that you could never imagine. Um, we have um, a team that is in charge of that, that they're incredible. And uh, we're just out there getting the food and getting it out there. So don't worry about it. If you need food, Feeding Tampa Bay is going to get food to you in a safe and responsible way. Uh, we're taking care of ourselves first so we can take care of you. And we're going to address and take care of you carefully as well during this health crisis. So feedingtampabay.org peruse our website, or find us on social, and you'll be able to get all the information that you need. And uh, just keep listening, just stick a fork in it. We're gonna keep you updated on everything that you need.
0: That's right, we'll be here in the same place again next week, so tune in to see who our next guest will be, or our next check-in, and to find out more information as we continue to support the community through this crisis. And we hope that you're all staying safe and healthy. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.